Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bro Nurse Podcast. I am your host today, Jesus Sosa, aka your bro medic. And today we have a longtime friend of mine and firefighter. Please welcome Jason Acosta, J Rock. <laughs> what's up, what's brother? up, guys? What's going on, man? Thanks for inviting me out here. Sweet, man. So basically we wanted to you know join you on the show and to give us a perspective on how firefighters work and what exactly your job title is and what is the life of a firefighter well i can start by we are basically street doctors or certified band-aid putters <laughs> <laughs> you know um i mean pretty much just like you know any job at the hospital you know we respond to any patient that calls us usually between the hours of 12 p.m. to, you know, 4 a.m. <laughs> usually when we're eating or when we're sleeping is when we get the most calls. Yeah. Most of the time, 99% of the time is BS. We'll get that 1% of uh, fires or, or really good calls, extrications, uh, any type of coding or anything like that. Sweet. That's exactly what I was going to say. How many, how many like, uh, bullshit calls do you guys get around? Um, in a day <laughs> a lot a lot i i've actually had a call where somebody called 911 because they couldn't open their bottle of wine <laughs> another guy who stepped on a lego that was me yeah <laughs> oh the bottle and, uh, of wine that was me uh, oh yeah <laughs> and you know sometimes we get people who just uh who just need attention so we'll go over there we'll have a, a sit down conversation with them for about an hour at 4 a.m and uh, just because they feel alone, you know, they, they just feel lonely. Yeah, I bet we get a lot of uh, people come into the emergency room just because they're feeling lonely. And uh, and then they just basically like firefighters would say, oh, you know, it's just anxiety. They just need a place to stay for the night. And it kind of sucks because we're not a hotel, you know. But uh, yeah, I bet you guys get calls like that all the time. Um, Jason, like for people that are trying to become firefighters, um, and EMTs and stuff like that, what do you recommend? Uh, don't ever give up. Uh, definitely stay persistent because it, being a firefighter is like winning the lottery, literally like winning the lottery. Mm, it's, wow. it's one of the most hardest jobs to, you could possibly get into. I've sat in a room and taken the firefighter test to get hired in a department with over 3,000 people in the same room. Oh, my God. Yeah, obviously that's that's not <laughs> happening nowadays because yeah, yeah. you know there's a wonderful COVID situation we have going on. But yeah, you know. And, and dude, how are you guys like uh, handling COVID? Like, what is the procedure once you get a call? Uh, well, I mean, we we do pretty much just like the hospital. We we get in full PPE. Mm -hmm. We look like uh, aliens walking into your home. Oh yeah. And. Uh, yeah, we just go from there. We ask our, our typical questions. You know, have you gone out of the, the country or been around anybody exposed or anything like that? Yeah. Same basic questions we all ask. And then we go from there. Yeah, it's funny, like, how we're asking questions like, uh, oh, uh, have you been outside of the country? But it doesn't even matter anymore because you can just go outside to your neighbor's house and you get COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Um, right, right. Yeah, we keep asking those same questions at uh, the hospital, too. They keep asking us uh to tell everybody else, hey, have you been outside of the country for in the last 30 days? Um, do you know of anybody that has COVID that you've been exposed to? Some people don't even know. They got COVID and I like, don't even know that the other person had it. So, you know, the way I see it, I think we've all had it at some point already. Yeah. We, yeah, we so. did. We found out so far along that who's to say who's to say that that we haven't had it already. I mean, we've all felt a little sick. You don't yeah. know if it's the flu. You don't know if it's COVID or herpes. <laughs> <laughs> it was herpes. Just kidding. Just kidding. You can only get herpes once. <laughs> That's false information. Sorry, guys. It's uh, the, <laughs> gift that, the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I missed you, bro. It's been a long time since... Uh, when was the last time we, got, we hung out together? Oh, I mean, we hung out on Call of Duty last night. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Jason has this thing where um, he kills people and then he says something random just to piss them the fuck off. It's fucking hilarious. Uh. Yeah, you know, 
Anytime <laughs> uh, anybody comes around, I kill them. I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> I crack up uh, every time, dude. You see that? And, uh, and, you know, of course, I'm scatterbrained, so. Yeah. So usually I'll just be I'll just be talking and out of nowhere I'll be like, Do you believe in life about the love? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe lock them doors and turn the lights. I yeah. love that one. I love Some, that one. something random, you know, something random's always going on in my head. Believe in life love. <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, bro, I recorded all of those and I made them little uh, ringtones. Isn't that your uh, your text message ringtone now? Yeah, the oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it sounds like been, our patience. I've been oh. dying to do that. <laughs> I've been dying to do that in the back of the rescue at least once. Have you, you know, been, one of my uh, patients. <laughs> they would probably look at you like you're fucking nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they already think we're nuts. So Jason, like, tell me about day in uh, in the fire department. You go in, you clock in. Or, or do you guys clock in or is it just like a thing that you just yeah yeah we clock in 7 30 to 7 30. cool so you clock in and then all of a sudden uh what is the first thing you do when you get to your department uh well first i clock in i do my morning ritual drink some coffee go take a shit <laughs> then i check my emails okay and then after that, pretty much uh, whatever's on the roster for the day. You know, usually uh, Saturdays we do station cleanup. Mm -hmm. So we'll do a deep cleaning to the whole station. Despite how many calls we have throughout the day, we yeah. have to finish it. Oh, wow. And then usually on Mondays, we have our, our full inventory checkout. So we'll, we'll print out a list. We'll go through all of our equipment, which is very, very extenuous, I guess you can say, if that's yeah. even a word. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. And uh, yeah, no, just go from there. Just just talk shit with the with the guys at the station. You know, it's like it's like a family. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, but like everyone that we work with, um, eventually becomes family. Um, right, right. You guys become close, and and sometimes we're with these people more longer than we are with our own family. So I mean, it must be hard for your wife and you know your kid not having you around for what? How many? Sometimes you go what like twenty four hours uh, working well, straight through. Well, our our regular schedule is twenty four forty eight, but on yeah. occasions we we tend to get mandatory because we're short staffed, yeah. and uh, we can go uh, forty eight hours at a time. And even now, there's a new rule, which is a no fatigue rule. We can go, you know, as many hours as they give us oh, without wow. stopping. I can be gone from my house for a whole two weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. And then um, I could imagine that sleep is hard for you um, when you're on shift, right? Well, if you can even call it sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because even the days, let's just say I have a shift, right? Uh, mm -hmm. a, a tour is what they call it. If, let's just say I, I have one tour. And uh, even if I don't get a single call at night, yeah. I'm sleeping with one eye open the whole time because we're always on alert high alert all the yeah. time just waiting for the next call to, to ring right right i've yeah. even woken up in the middle of the night and and thought that i've heard the the tones go off and i'm yeah. like oh where am i where am i yeah <laughs> uh, like that's even <laughs> you're saying well like when you're at home sleeping no there too there oh, too yeah, at, yeah. at home it's even worse yeah because yeah, now it sucks. yeah yeah i wake up and i'm like oh no i'm late for the call and i run outside to the to the driveway and i'm like where's the engine <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy bro that's yeah. insane it, it's fun but it's uh it's exhausting to say the least yeah well like what's the craziest uh call you've been to so far craziest call um well i've been to a call at uh three in the morning where it was raining hmm. uh a guy was just going like over 150 miles per hour on his car he uh, he lost control wrapped it around a, a palm tree yeah on the turnpike and uh the car caught on fire when we arrived, we didn't know there was any patience in there. We didn't see anything. It just looked like a transformer. Oh, wow. And then when I went to go put out the fire, my engineer pointed uh, these things called D-lights, circle D-lights. Okay. 
And he told me, stop, stop, stop. So I was like, what? Why am I stopping? You know, I'm putting out the fire. He's like, no, no, no. There's a body wrapped around the tree on top of the car. Holy shit, dude. On fire. And then there was another guy that looked like a torpedo in the ground with his legs just coming up. I mean, it was it was kind of funny when you saw it, but it was not funny. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's not funny. Death is not funny. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm sorry to anybody well, listening. Well, the thing is that we do have to cope differently than other people because that's our jobs and we and we go through that shit every day how many people do we see die every day so we do have to have some sort of uh humor towards it because that's how we're gonna cope and we're gonna keep going you know right right so you know the way i cope with it in reality is you know think about it like this you're sitting at home right Mm -hmm. you're what you're watching uh the walking dead Cool. Okay. It's, that, it's like the perfect show for this. <laughs> <laughs> right? The Walking Dead. Obviously, they're not walking because they're dead. Especially but, now because of COVID. <laughs> right. so, so, you know, I, I picture it like that. When I get to a scene and I see something so gruesome, yeah. it's almost like I flip a switch in my brain and I just completely disconnect yeah. reality from, from what's, you know, what's in front of me. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. just kind of make it into a, a show. It's like, wow, that's really good makeup. That guy is really banged up. You know, it's like they did some really good makeup on this guy. So I'm just going to treat him like a patient, obviously. Yeah. I'm going to do my job, yeah. but I'm completely disconnected at the, at the time. So, yeah. you know, that's the way I cope. Yeah, you got to see it like it's their emergency, not your emergency. Because that's right. how you're going to get, like, the best, you know, quality care for your patient. Exactly. Yeah. You got to be very proficient <laughs> at your job, and you just got to disconnect because the moment that you try to uh, to relate and mm-hmm. make it your own situation just like you know you put yourself in the moment that that's the end of of you yeah. as a person you're just going to completely just mind fuck yourself yeah i mean it does hit you sometimes when you're just like at home and then you're doing something and and all of a sudden you think about that one person that really, you know, hit home for you because it could have been somebody that, you know, looked like someone that, you know, or or even the same age as somebody else that you're like, damn, you're really close to. So you think about these things and you actually appreciate life a little bit more because you're having empathy towards these people that you, you never even knew. Right. You know right. I mean? You know, one little quick story I can tell you of, of exactly what you're talking about is uh, one of my very first calls as a firefighter, I, uh, it was around the same time that my son was born. My son was about six months old. Oh, wow. And uh, my very, like one of my first calls was a four-year-old that was let out of a hotel. Uh, is my assumption is that he was let out, but I don't really know it. I guess he just ran out of the hotel. Okay. It was around two, three in the morning. Yeah. And uh, he crossed an expressway. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, he, he made it across three, ex- three lanes. On the fourth one, he was struck by a van. Uh, obviously, the guy didn't see him. It was pitch black. And he, he's four years old. So you can imagine, you know, yeah. who, who would ever picture a, a kid in the middle of the expressway wow. at two in the morning? So... I got to that. Obviously, it was uh, a full code. The guy was, you know, the, the kid was gone when yeah. we got there. Yeah. Uh, that one must have hit me the hardest out of all the calls. I mean, I can still see his, his face till this day. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's sad in a way, you know, but sometimes it's kind of like an honor uh, being there for somebody's death, uh, you know, the same way you're you're there for somebody's, you know, birth. You know, it sounds kind of messed up, but at the same time, you kind of like have to celebrate life. Life is happening continuously. You know, right, right. You know, as a firefighter, you know, and any any healthcare service, you know, people go through through the good, good and the bad. Right. I mean, it all sticks to you yeah. uh, regardless at the end. You know, s- sometimes when your cup is full, you know, a lot of people don't talk about it, but uh, healthcare workers, they, they suffer a lot from PTSD and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so, sometimes you can become completely numb to life itself. But in the other turn, I mean, if you, if you know how to disconnect, I guess, uh, you know, it just doesn't really affect some people 
as bad as others, as you know, it's just, others, yeah. right, right, you know, just, that's how it is, sometimes you do become numb, though, if you see it often, often, often enough, it's just, uh, it, it's crazy, it's just a crazy feeling, sometimes you just got to snap back into a reality. Yeah, so how's it like, you know, working with a bunch of guys that, uh, I'm, I bet there's a bunch of pranks and shit like that that go on at work all, all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you can't you can't take a shower, you can't take a shit, <laughs> all right, without without ha having some sort of like feeling that <laughs> that something's gonna happen. Yeah. Something is totally gonna happen to you. I mean, I, I I've been I've been in the shower. We have this uh this it's called the assault gun, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so you know, in the in all sense of the word, it's assault gun. Yeah. To, to oh, shoot assault gun. right right Ass assault gun right so it, it shoots mosquitoes and whatnot you know because sometimes we just get mosquitoes just like everyone else yeah <laughs> and uh of course you know that's the least thing we use it for so i I've, i was taking a shower one day you know there's no personal space if that's what if if you ever think there's personal space, it's almost like being in a frat house in a frat house right? yeah yeah right right so you with all your boys Imagine you're out with your family. I don't even think my family does this. This is, this is a little bit worse when, when yeah. we're over there. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm taking a shower and then bam, I feel something right on my ass. It's freaking, I have a, a, a welt right on my ass <laughs> from the salt. And I got shot maybe like four times. In, you and in your the salty ass. Yes, yeah, salty ass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, you know, me being the awesome person that I am, I waited for this person to go and take a shit, right? So I get a bag of flour. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's sitting there on his phone, just, you know, texting or whatever with his, you know, his girlfriend or, you know, whoever. Yeah. Facebooking. Dude, I freaking just dumped the shit right, on, <laughs> right over his head. The guy got freaking antiqued so hard. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, just when you think it's over. Oh, God. This guy walks out of the bathroom. And I have a whole hand filled with, with uh, baby powder. Yeah. <laughs> and I just whap right over his head, like, like right, right across his cheek. Of Once he got showered already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right after he showered, it was like, boom, got him. <laughs> and then you have to go to a call right away. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. So, That's awesome, so, dude. So this That's man weird. goes to a call looking like the mummy. <laughs> And no one ever says anything because uh <laughs> no we were training we were training or yeah. we just came from a really bad fire <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, baby powder all over the place <laughs> right right it was a baby powder factory <laughs> <laughs> there was a fire in a baby a baby powder factory right and don't ever look things that you never say at a firehouse yeah don't ever don't ever talk about your phobias ever. oh god yeah all right don't They're ever talk about it. your phobias uh, you know, I don't like clowns. Oh god! And, but some people don't. Some people don't like spiders. Yeah. And and they end up with rubber spiders underneath their pillow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and uh, you know, don't ever ever say it's your birthday. Oh god! You know, at least in uh, in the houses that are a lot more traditional, mm -hmm. that uh, that that's where you'll see more of the pranks. You know, not every firehouse is the same. Obviously, everything is like yeah. its own. <clears throat> its own character you know yeah 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 and you gotta like know so, these people too it's not like uh right away right 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 yeah especially if you're a rookie i think they're gonna mess with you the most you know well well the thing about that is uh if you're not getting messed with as a as a probationary officer or a, or a rookie you know yeah, yeah um they probably don't like you oh gotcha right yeah, yeah. so so the more they mess with you it's because they're feeling you out as a person they're they're uh they want to show interest in you, and that's just the way it happens. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's tradition. Yeah, they kind of want to know your limits and stuff too. Like right, you said, right. like a like a frat house. Right. Yeah. So so how how are you really gonna know how a person is in a fire if they can't even take a simple joke or or you know a funny prank at the station? If they can't take p baby powder to the face. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> or or you know like. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 make or have a salty ass or anything you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious like like bro that was dude i'm telling you bro i got shot right in the freaking right butt cheek i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I bet that's exactly how it sounds when you get salt uh, in your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dude, that's hilarious, bro. High pitch and everything. So, um, I remember doing my clinicals and yeah, like uh some of these people were mean, some of them were super cool, and I just feel like it, it like you said, it's just like depends who it is and um they're trying to feel you out, you know. So advice to these new guys that are trying to um do their clinicals as a or trying to become firefighters or trying to become a paramedic ems uh emts is whatnot um guys do your part get involved don't be afraid to touch people and get you know go in there take blood pressures uh put on leads do your ekgs and you know really learn your rhythms because it's going to help you out in the long run and these people Obviously, Jason could even tell you right now that it, when you get it, when they get students and they want to see that you're interested, bro, because those people are interviewing you as you walk through those doors. There, oh, yeah. you're like being interviewed and being judged exactly when you walk through those doors, and you just gotta put your best foot forward. A hundred percent. You're definitely on point. A hundred percent with that. We always have our eyes open to everything that's going on. Especially uh, one thing that you mentioned there as far as 12 leads go. Um, <laughs> if you're a new person, right? Uh, I understand that, that uh, you're nervous, you know? Everybody's yeah. got nerves. Everybody's got nerves. But one thing you got to keep in mind is that we are the medical professionals. Mm -hmm. the, the, the people, they look at us and they're, they expect... 110% from us. They they don't want to see us nervous. They don't want if they see us nervous, they're going to be like, "Oh, sh oh shit." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, do, do you even know how to take a blood pressure? <laughs> you, you know, so so if you're going to do a 12 lead on a person, I mean, I know, look, chicks have boobs, okay? Yeah. I I understand that with all due respect. Yes, chicks have boobs. We all know that. Mm -hmm. It's the human anatomy as far as women go. If you're going to do a 12 lead, yes, you have to go above and below their breast. Yeah. No, you're not going to pull their boobs out and expose them to everybody so that everybody can see. That's just not the way it works. Yeah. You know, you, you do the least exposure, but yes, you're going to have to reach under their shirt. Yeah. Okay. Like if you are nervous about that, I mean, it's not like you're going to take them on a date after. Yeah. Exactly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know right. some of them are, some of them are up. Some of them are really low. I don't know. You but might, you you get might single, there. single, single dudes out there. You might, you might take them to a date later. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> but you do have straight. to like, especially, you know, with, um, overweight people, you ask them, Hey, can you do me a favor or ma'am? Can you do me a favor? Just lift up your left breast for me. And they themselves will cover it with their full hand. And it's not, it's not like something that, Oh my God, it's taboo or whatever. It's you are a medical professional. And just you're just doing your job. They didn't yeah. call us to feel them up. They called yeah. us to to check them out, and to get them. their vitals, and say potentially save their life. Hey, who knows if if you take your time taking a 12 lead, and that person is potentially having a stroke or a STEMI or anything like that. Yeah. You know, you're you're just delaying because what? Because you're nervous. Yeah. No, do your do your damn job. You know do what I mean? Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just be afraid. Do don't be afraid. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Ain't nothing to do it. You got to make it do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a that's a story for me actually. Um it was my first day at a the fire academy and it was orientation. So basically uh my last name's Sosa, so I'm like all the way in the end of the line and then everybody goes one by one to introduce themselves. Now, everybody it doesn't matter what you said, you know, you they want to they just wanted to know why you're here and why you want to become a firefighter. Now, first thing, everybody's like has these great stories and why they want to be firefighters and this and that. And they still will pick anything to make them feel like shit. I mean, that was their job. Their job is to make you feel like shit to see if you were going to quit. Right. So my first day on the fire academy was that it was my turn. Now, every after like 30 people spoke. Now I'm going to say my story. 
I said this great story about my grandfather, how he was saved by paramedics and firefighters and whatnot. And then what I wanted to say was the finisher. I'm here to make it happen. That's what I wanted to say. And then sit down. But no, my nervous ass, instead of saying, I'm here to make it happen, I said, I'm here to make it do it. And <laughs> everybody kind of like stopped and looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And then I was like, you know, like the, the jokester that I am, I said, fuck it. I repeated myself and I said, yeah, I'm here to make it do it <laughs> with an accent. <laughs> now I sit down and the chief, right, firefighter, he's like, what the fuck was that, son? <laughs> I go, I'm sorry, bro. I was just a little bit nervous. Oh, oh my you God. You called him, bro. You called him, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some other dude came out of nowhere fucking like left field and said Sosa get your ass up right now and I was like what the fuck did I do you know but whatever I just sat you know just stood up sir yes sir you see that guy right there he's not your bro okay bro he is your chief and commander and whatnot and yada yada and I was like okay bro it's not that serious <laughs> obviously obviously I didn't say that but dude you have to be careful about what you say it, it's very paramilitary. Uh, it's very paramilitary. It really is. In the beginning, until you get to know these people and then become your like best friends and family. Right. Know? They're right. there to back you up in a fire and to save your own life when you need your oh, life absolutely. to be saved. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. But so. definitely don't ever, don't ever call a chief, bro. That's that's usually never a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, yeah, you know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I have. Now I've called my chief. Hey, what's up, dude? What's up, bro? You know, yeah. but, but it's more, it's more of a, on a personal level now, yeah, you know, we're all, we're, we've all been there for, for a pretty long time now. So exactly. we just kind of, like you said, you know, we're family now. For those of you listening, tuning in right now, we're, uh, we're interviewing Jason Acosta. He's a firefighter, uh, up in central Florida. Um, I am hosting today. Because uh, Scott doesn't know that I took over the podcast. So <laughs> don't, <laughs> no, tell nobody. The, don't tell anybody. But no, on the real, uh, Scott is doing some things down in Florida right now. He's uh, going to be uh, helping us out with the COVID situation and um, and everyone else. I, I just wish uh, Chris was on this show also right now because uh, he's a big fan of motorcycles. So is me and Jason. And that, uh, that's something that we got in common. Uh, Jason oh, yeah. right now has a nice, sick-ass Road King. What, what year is it, Jason? It's a, it's an 04 Road King. Yeah. Harley um, Davidson, baby. Oh, yeah. I, I love that thing, man. I, I, I've i had uh, about five other Harleys in the past already, and, uh, you know, yeah. this is definitely my favorite one. Uh, I've taken a few long trips on it already, and yeah. uh, it's just you can't compare. Yeah, and um, and I've got a little Sportster uh, 48 special. Um, we've been working on it, uh, just uh, making that sh that baby purr. Um, oh yeah. But uh, Jason, how many like um, motorcycle accidents have you seen? You know. Uh, in your I've field? seen I've seen quite a few actually. You know, uh, the, a regular person in my position that has seen the things that I've seen on the f you know out in the field. Um you would think, oh, damn, I'll never get a motorcycle. I'll never do that. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that. Fuck <laughs> that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like every, the way I see it, everybody has their time, I guess, in life, you know, yeah. it's just, you, you don't really know when your time is and what it is that's going to do you in. Yeah. But I can tell you, if you don't live your life 110% to the fullest, yeah. You're, you're just not living, man. You know, like, yeah. are you really going to be scared to ride a motorcycle when you can just walk right outside of your door and be hit by a bus? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. there's not a bus going across my street, but, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of people say like, oh, you're putting yourself more at risk um, of getting hit, you know. But I feel like sometimes happiness is, you know, more important and than fear. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, fear is what, you know, makes us not do things that we've been wanting to do our whole lives. I'd rather die 
with memories than die with dreams. Uh, it's a pretty cool way of, of seeing life itself. You can't be afraid of doing things. <clears throat> yeah, you definitely got to live life just collecting memories. That, that's, the, that's the whole point, right? All right, so I, I got to admit, I have a pretty awesome wife, okay? You know, being in the fire service, I can tell you, well, this might be the same for, for a lot of the healthcare workers in other fields of healthcare, but yeah. I can tell you as far as the perspective of firefighters, the divorce rate is extremely high. Yeah. And uh, like you said earlier in the show, it's, uh, it's very difficult to balance the work life and, and family life, right? To be at home because you're, you're barely ever home. I could be gone for 48 hours at a time. I could be gone for a week at a time. And uh, I got to admit, man, like my wife has stuck with me through the worst of the worst. And, uh, you know, she hasn't been in the best positions in life yeah. lately either. But I mean, as far as everything goes, you know, we're there for each other. And, and uh, you just got to have a really good understanding of what's going on. And you just got to communication is definitely key. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I know your your son is very young to understand these things right now but um how does he feel like when he hasn't seen you in like you know a couple days and stuff like that oh dude he uh when i get home sometimes he'll be like daddy what are you doing here go back to work <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah he'll be like oh, go back to work what are you doing here <laughs> i was having so much fun with mom <laughs> yeah yeah he's three years old but he knows what's up yeah yeah but uh, no, nah, all jokes aside, you know, he, he loves it when I'm home and uh, I, I try to spend as much quality time with my with my family as possible when I am here. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's what's uh, up, bro. Yeah. We don't even talk about the fire service or anything that has to do with healthcare at home. Just. Yeah. Of we course. try to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like how sometimes you want to you want to come home and you just unwind. And then sometimes your spouse just uh hey, how was your day? And I was like. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and it's crazy because like since you see so much in one day, you need time to process everything. You know, you need to like uh, kind of just like disconnect so you can put the pieces together later on because some sh like a bunch of crazy things could happen in one day. And then you're like not wanting to talk about it that day. But then like in a couple of days, you're like, oh, shit. By the way, hun, check this out. Oh, yeah. This shit happened on this day and yada, yada. Right. You know? right. So, yeah, that um, you saying that uh, it actually reminds me that, uh, you know, there's day, there, there's going to be difficult days. Mm -hmm. We all have our difficult days, right? Where uh, let's just say for me, for instance, I'm on the rescue. You know, it's like 50 50 for me because I have a little bit of seniority as far as uh, the, the firehouse goes. OK, so so sometimes I'm on the rescue, sometimes I'm on the engine. But usually, you know that when you're on the rescue, you're you're going to get your shit kicked in for sure. hundred percent. You already know with that mentality, you're going there and that's what's going to happen. So I could have six codes in a day. Yeah. I could have and we respond to fires, too, but it's a little bit of a different perspective when you're on the rescue and you go to a fire, we can have patient. Obviously we're the ones who respond to the patients on scene, right? Yeah. We can have burn patients. We can have any type of patients on scene, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Basically what I'm trying to get at is you could have a very rough day at work, right? Mm -hmm. A very rough 24 hours, nonstop, no sleep, zero sleep. You get back to the station after 7.30 when everybody's clocked out, you're still clocked in and you're still going mm -hmm. maybe till like one or two in the afternoon. Finally, you get out, you come home, your spouse is extremely mad because you've already messed up the plans for the day and you're just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Like shit, I've been working all day. <laughs> right, right. You, I mean, you've been nonstop working. You've had such a bad day. Mm -hmm. And then now your spouse is pissed because they're like, hey, what the fuck? You know, uh, we had plans and we had this and and your son's driving me crazy. And now they're going at you, too. And you're just like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, like, yeah. I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. Yeah. But. You know, it's just there's no sleep for for us, you yeah. know, adults, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. adults like us. We just we don't sleep. 
So we just keep going and then we we experience burnout. You know, a lot of us are burnt out and uh, we just need time to chill, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, like it's difficult, you know, it's difficult um, balancing your work life with your personal life and um, your marriage and your and your family time and friend time, you know, like um, it's a lot. It's a lot to handle, especially, you know, in our field. Yeah, but, you know, we, we cope with it. We, we do what we can. Yeah. You know, the, the way I see it is I'm not going to stop being a father or a husband just because I had a bad day at work or just because I had an extended stay at my job, mandatorily, I guess you can say, <laughs> or manda mandatold. <laughs> mandatold. <laughs> right. You know, so... It's just what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah. We we do our jobs. We come home and we do life. Yeah. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah, man. So so basically, Jason, what's the, what's the reason why you became a firefighter? I know you and I. We went to, well, we we we've known each other our whole lives. We we're in a band together. Yes, we do other things than just healthcare related shit. We play music. We you know we're artists we we do all kinds of things uh funny videos yada yada but basically what is the reason behind you wanting to become a firefighter why'd you become a firefighter in the first place like what'd you say hey this is this is the route i'm gonna go you know what the typical answer to that question for <laughs> for a lot of people who are just trying to you know i guess impress others yeah is say Oh, you know, uh, I, I got into this field because I, I want to save lives. And I want to help people. I, I want to <laughs> help people. Uh, and, you know, I want to save cats from trees. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in all reality, um, someone like me, I, I just I can't sit in a damn cubicle for for, you know, extended amount of time. Yeah, I can't I can't sit in front of a computer and just do paperwork you know yeah, what i mean like the freaking nine to five every day this is bullshit right right yeah. just give me give me give me fucking 10 red bulls or or whatever the hell we're drinking these days bang or whatever <laughs> and, and and we're going man we're, we're going 100 miles per hour we're, when's the next patient let's go let's go get him all right my, let's go in my case is cafecito <laughs> so oh yeah cafecito. Just, yeah all day mind you i i came from miami and mm. i went to a slower paced place where i live and it's just life Sometimes it's just a shocker to me that I'm still here in this place. But hey, I love it. I yeah. love it. No, yeah. no traffic, no assholes, no shadiness as far as I know, because I don't really talk to a lot of people around here. Yeah, yeah. But my boys, I still stay true to my boys down south. That's what's up. And all my people. Represent, represent. You got to love the 305 no matter what. There's nothing like being in the fire service for me. Yeah. You know, I could even I could even say that the hospitals are cool and I, I love you guys and I love everything you all do for us <laughs> at the hospitals. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, yeah, all jokes aside, you guys, you guys are the true heroes, man. We just got these guys for like, what, 10 minutes at a time. No, not like, true. Not true. Um, you know, we do our job at the best of our abilities. We we're street doctors. That's that's just what we do, you know. Yeah. We don't expect glory or we're not heroes. We're just we're just regular people doing what we do best. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's uh it's all crazy, like it's all different when you get a patient outside, you know, in the pre hospital setting. It's everything is so different, everything is fast paced, is load and go. Um, but in the hospital in the well, emergency room where as far as I can speak for, it's um basically kind of like stabilizing a patient until they go either to pre-op or they go up to, you know, the tele telemetry floor, things like that, you know, but it's crazy. We all have a role in the healthcare system. You guys, pre-hospital, us, emergency room, then you, you know, you got your, um, all kinds of, you know, departments and stuff like that. And then, um, and I never really understood this kind of th like not understand it, but like, actually know what happens be once the patient leaves and they go to another department um until covid happened because when covid happened everybody had to work together even 
even more because you got your respiratory tracts, which are so important important nowadays. Uh, you know, and they not that they weren't before; they were super important. But now it's like we look up to them when we have a COVID patient. It's it's freaking difficult, man. We you know you got you got our X-ray techs, you know, radiology, CT. Everybody does a great role, you know, and uh, we are all grateful for what you guys do. So yeah, man, like. Um, Tell me about the people you work with. Um, is there a lot of you know women in the fire service? Um, I know it's more male based, but I know there's a lot. There's a lot of women, and they're they're fucking badasses, dude. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, man. Let me tell you something. I would never, I would never doubt a woman that works for the fire service. I wouldn't treat them any differently. I mean, obviously, we all respect each other, nonetheless. Yeah. But as far as uh, as far as anything else goes, we we don't treat each other any differently. You know, you're part of the crew. You're you're part of the team. Uh, we don't think less of you because you're a woman. My lieutenant is a woman. Oh, that's awesome. And I love her, man. She is she's a fucking badass. Yeah. You know, if there's a person like I, I would follow her. Into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Into no, the no. glorious <laughs> fire of sun. Yeah, yeah. We're just no, man, but fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, we they run into burning buildings when everybody else is running out just like we do. They if if anybody needs to be saved, anybody needs to be pulled out, you best believe that a woman will pull you out just as good as a man would. Yeah. And uh, I, I wouldn't doubt that. That's I, what she I said. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt him for a sec, man. Honestly, like they're mm. they're fucking badasses, and uh, cheers to them, you know, for for taking the step in, and doing what we do, all of us do, you know. Yeah, and um, so is it true? Like you guys get uh, everybody has a cook, or or like you guys get assigned in different roles. What if you're like a shitty cook, and then you have to cook that night? Bro, like, what listen. would you do? <laughs> Take out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use myself for example. Um, I, I'm a, okay, cook, you know, nah, what I mean? uh, you're, you're I'm, like fire at the grill, bro. You can't say that shit, bro. Listen, yo, I could, I could cook a mean old freaking, uh, spaghetti or, uh, <laughs> or I could do some microwave wonders. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding, man. No, nah, look, we all, we all kind of like, we all pitch in, man. If, if somebody sucks at cooking. We just, we all help, man. You know, it's yeah. a team. Like if one, if one crew is out because uh, sometimes they'll send the engine and not the rescue or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you have multiple units at a station. You'll have a BC, you'll have a, or a captain, maybe a truck, uh, a truck company, an engine and a rescue. So if there's a truck company, sometimes they'll cook because they're the least that go out. Or if they take turn, the engine and the truck okay. take turns. Yeah. Uh, depending on who's at the house more, they'll cook. They'll start. If we come back and they leave, we finish cooking. You know, it's all a team effort, really. Yeah, that's awesome. But just so, just so you know, if you are a really good cook, mm -hmm. uh, there's a hundred percent chance you're probably the one that's gonna be cooking. Be cooking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, I mean, YouTube is is uh, it works wonders. Oh yeah, if yeah. You, you just follow if the you suck, Right. If you suck. Can you read? Can you can you follow instructions? Then you're a cook, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. No. <laughs> well, we we can say bro here because we're on the Bro Nerds podcast. So, oh, yeah. and I'm joined here by my bro, which is uh pretty sweet, man. Like um, it's it's kind of nice to talk about these things that we barely talk about. We talk about you know some other stuff, and um just life things and we never really get into the topics of uh you know uh careers you know firefighting medicine things like that um but jason what kind of um things do you do to stay sh stay in shape because i'm pretty sure you know firefighting and and your uh line of work is very physical oh yeah so what we do is we have a gym at the station every every station has uh, some sort of gym Okay. And it's actually really, really nice. I mean, it, it, it's got a ton of equipment. It's got everything you could possibly need. Mm -hmm. But um, I, 
you can't make the mistake of working out too hard on shift because and then you go to a crazy call. Right. So yeah. what I try to do is I try to work out off shift and then just be sore the next day, you know, like everyone else. But if I work out at the station, let's just say I miss a workout at home. I go back to the station one day and I work out there. I'll try to do it early, early in the morning, or I'll probably do it late at night, depending on how the day's going. Yeah. Cause, cause we don't even have time sometimes to even just sit down and, you know, scratch the back of our head. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we just, we just don't have time. But I've made the mistake of working out really hard on shift and we had an extrication Oof. and, I, and uh, basically what they consider the jaws of life, which are um, spreaders for us. Yeah. Uh, it weighs about 150 pounds or 200 pounds or some crazy amount of weight like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a explain it to them. It's a, basically a machine that uh, it, it's a it's, right. It's a hydraulic machine that that looks like a gigantic freaking piece of a hunk of metal mm -hmm. and you basically have to hold it above your head sometimes to to spread a door open or or spread somebody's legs no nah, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> a big lady <laughs> to be a big person <laughs> no but you know we have some really really crazy extrication jobs which you know cutting up cars and and spreading them open and whatnot i see those uh, things bro they're so cool Really yeah, it, it's super cool when you're doing it. You feel like a fucking badass when you're doing it. Yeah. But if you worked out really hard like I did and you can't lift it above your freaking chest, yeah. you, you're going to look like the biggest wimp on scene, you know, <laughs> and, and yeah. you can't even and you can't even do your job correctly. So, you know, obviously you you probably get reprimanded. So you better freaking put your ass to work and just <laughs> bite the bullet and just freaking lift it above your head or do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. And you guys get a lot of training too, huh? Um, uh, how how often do you guys train? Um, we try to get some training in every shift. Uh, my expert, well, I guess I, I'm not an expert. Let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> what I'm very good at, my I guess you could say what my niche is in the fire service is I love to train on. Uh, on basically uh, removing firefighters that are pinned inside of a, a house or some oh, type yeah. of extreme situation. It's yeah. called RIT, uh, Rapid Intervention Team is what it's called. Oh, wow. And uh, it's one of the most under-trained and underused skills that the fire service has. And it's probably one of the most important because who's going to save your life? If you're stuck it, in a as, building. As, as a firefighter, one of your own peers are going to come in and save your life, right? Yeah. So what about if they didn't never train doing it? I mean, obviously, at some point or another, they've trained. But how long has it been since they, you know, refreshed themselves on it? They probably don't remember how to do it. So they're not going to be as proficient as somebody who trains often on it. So what I try to do is I try to get all the probationary uh, officers and even uh, higher ups, you know, I, I like to train with with lieutenants, captains, anybody who comes around. I'm yeah. not afraid to to do my job and uh, and train with them. So I, I like to lead yeah. and uh, I, I'll set up a whole scenario and I'll make it very tough and very realistic. And we usually get on air, which is, you know, obviously we we go into burning buildings and we have a, a tank on our back. It's compressed air. Yeah. It's not here. It's not helium. If that we talk like this <laughs> when we come out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just compressed air and uh, and it's not very cold. It's not like an air conditioner. It gets hot just like our gear gets hot. No air goes in or out, basically. Yeah. So it gets extremely hot, yeah. raises your blood pressure and your heart rate. Damn. And, uh, yeah, you know, no, and I bet you can get a. I mean, well, I'm pretty sure sure you guys are uh, used to it. Um, when we first started wearing our, you know, N95s for like the whole fucking like 12 to 13 hours a day. Um, yeah, we. I mean, in the beginning, I used to get claustrophobic, but now it's like, yeah, you get used to it. But uh, I can imagine with your your uh, apparatuses, like how must that feel? And when you first put it on, I don't know. I mean, you feel completely encapsulated. You are, you are a bubble. Wow. You feel like you're in a bubble, you're in space. And I'll, t I'll be honest with you, the very, very first time I ever put it on, 
I, I freaked out a little bit. I mean, I didn't show it because, yeah. you know, you got to put up a front sometimes and act like a badass. Yeah, yeah. When, when, you're, when you're really, in fact, dying inside. <laughs> so I had to act like a badass when I had it on. But in reality, I was freaking the fuck out because I felt like I was inside of a bubble that I could not get out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it gets crazy, bro. And then, uh, you know, small spaces, that, that is my fear. And I won't tell anybody that if I get into the fire department. <laughs> right. So imagine... <laughs> Imagine being encapsulated like that in your gear and then actually going into a very tight space. Yeah. And pitch black. You really don't know where you're going into. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes there's just so much smoke and things, you know. So yeah. it's, it's, no, it's insane, man. Insane. And, and that's why a lot of people look up to you guys. You know, um, you guys do things that other people don't have the balls to, to do. You know, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. I love my job. No, your job is one of the greatest jobs in the world, um, according to Life Magazine. I'm just kidding. I made that up. But uh, I've, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. Oh, I have the best job in the world, uh, you know, besides a, a, a basketball player or football player. Yes, you're a firefighter. What are you going to do now? <laughs> what are you going to do now? <laughs> So sweet, Jason, man. Hey, dude, thank you so much, bro, again, like, for being on the show. You've been a freaking awesome father, husband, firefighter. You keep doing a great job. Brother, I miss you. I love you. And uh, I just want you to be stay safe out there so we can have another, uh, you know, motorcycle ride together. Definitely, man. I love yeah. you, too, man. I'll definitely be seeing you soon. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, either meet up halfway or... Or I'll just go down there and, and wear 20 masks on my face. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad down here. You're going to have to wear an N95 and then plus a surgical mask on top of that. Supposedly. Right. Uh, don't worry, man. I got, a, I got a hazmat suit on deck. Sweet, sweet. You guys are awesome. I love the podcast. Uh, you guys are always hitting some sweet topics. There's just so much information you could talk about Yeah. in, in, in the healthcare industry. Yeah, definitely. That that people just don't know and you know they they want to know you know <laughs> you, you know? know you know you know <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for tuning into the bro nurse podcast and once again you know don't be afraid to reach your goals don't be a salty ass and make it do it jason i'm gonna give you a beat yo yo give me a beat give me a beat oh, uh, 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 uh. you believe in life and the life I can feel something inside oh my god <laughs> see you guys <laughs>